And it's called that because, you know, I think the three big fundamentals to, I guess, wellness or a, a, a life of, of passion is to be in great health or physical shape. And then the in love part of in shape and love inspired, it's, it's not just about your intimate relationship. It's about first and foremost, liking the person you are. Um, and then something else we call the circle of influence, you know, the people you associate with, which, you know, they reckon 95% of it your success or failure can come down to those those people and then um yeah the third part of in love is just loving the life you live and and actually planning and, and curating that as my name's scott kaplan i'm the owner of in shape in love and inspired i, I have a coach myself his name's dr fred he's like a 82 year old guy and he says that you can create a perfect life by planning your dream days. And he said to me the other day, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how, how was yesterday? And I said, oh, it was a seven. And he said, what would have made it an eight? And I said, oh, I swim in the ocean, you know, maybe a, a, a massage and um, a bit more time with the kids. And he said, well, you could have planned all that. And I could have planned all that. And, and you can actually make days perfect. So we do a thing without annual calendar planning and planning weekends away every month and date nights and, and all that sort of stuff. The stuff that's easy to do, but also easy not to do. Um, you know, I'm passionate about the health of your body and I suppose that is my main strength, the health and fitness piece and, and using peak health as the foundation for an abundant life or a life of abundance, joy and beauty. And I think all that stuff's out there and it's accessible to all of us. Um, I'm also passionate about the health of your mind and your business and your relationships and it's 2020 and we've got that thing called the internet and we can just do so much, but so many people are still punching out 60 hours in a job they don't like and asking someone they also don't like if they can have four weeks off a year. And two of those weeks are at Christmas, so they get told it's just um, not an awesome way to live. I want to be, you know, be part of a community and build a community that supports healthy lifestyle and makes a difference to families and also just encouraging people to have amazing relationships and I look at all the big stats with the marriage failures and the obesity and the heart disease and I just think gosh it's, it's all kind of preventable and none of us are taught any of that and I'm not an expert in it but I, I'm passionate about supporting people and yeah if I was an expert it's only because I've read all the books and made all the mistakes yeah I still think and I've come out the other side and I'm young enough to have plenty of life in front of me and and I just want to make sure people don't make the same mistakes I did and if they did then I just want to help them through it. Yeah, I want to create a future generation that's confident, solution-focused, with the freedom to make good choices for themselves and, and their environment and the people around them. I really think I know from experience by overcoming the challenges and completing the small everyday tasks that you can create the life you want. And yeah, I like to help people doing that. The whole concept of in shape, in love and inspired reflects the integrity, honesty and openness of the programs that I offer, uh, which can be seen you know, on my website, which is inshapeinloveinspired.com. And that can create the possibilities that that people have been wishing for. And I just think a lot of people, they might want things or they're too scared to ask or they're just not sure how to, how to do it, but just like every journey starts with a little step or that whole analogy of you're driving from Sydney to Perth and you in the night you can't see much in front, but you can just see 200 metres with the headlights on and, and that's all you've got to see. But with my background, you know, I'm, I'm in my mid-40s and after high school in the early 90s, I completed a business degree and I entered the corporate world. It wasn't a bad job. I didn't mind it, but I just couldn't see myself there for the next few decades. My colleagues were working massive hours in roles that weren't meaningful and 
their health and their family lives were suffering as they climbed the corporate ladder. They're probably on plenty of cash, but I mean, the work ultimately wasn't meaningful. And I see, I see them when they left. You know, they were forgotten about a week later. They weren't exactly leaving a legacy. While I was in that job, I started to obtain my fitness qualifications, and I left the corporate world to become a personal trainer. You look at me like I'm crazy. When I shut my feelings out, you look at me like I'm different. Still you stay cause you feel something real. Get so lost in my moments. Doesn't mean I don't need you. I remember talking to my dad about it, you know, at the time I'd completed four years at uni and four years in the in the city in my tie and I was thinking I'd wasted a decade, but he just said, do what you want to do. And I was really grateful for that. I suppose I made the change from the corporate world to the fitness industry. That was in 1999. And I loved it straight off the bat. It was awesome. Like I, I got out of that stuffy suit in the office environment, worked in health clubs. I was much more, what's the word I use is congruent. Like the work I did was part of who I am. I remember a lady once said to me, she, you know, she was a psychologist, and I said to her, oh, that's a funny thing to say for a psychologist. And she said, oh, psychology is what I do, it's not who I am. And I thought, oh, how sad that you've got to spend 45 hours a week doing something that's not who you are. So, um, But that's another big stat, that 84% of people don't like their job, and I think, oh, gosh, we spend enough time in it, you've got to at least, you know, well, not like it, but just love it, why not? And, but I get it, it's not always that easy to change when you've got two kids and a mortgage, but, you know, these days you can build something on the side and... I've got a friend and he was struggling this year through COVID. He built an online program, how to interior design your own home. And the program sells for $1.99. He sells about 20 a day now. That's four grand a day. And he's doing 30 grand a week and there's no service involved and there's value for the purchaser. So I think it's a big win-win. I suppose I worked, worked, started with personal training, which is where a lot of people start in the fitness industry. The average stat on the personal trainers is that personal trainers over the last 30 years have lasted about six months, which is pretty interesting for what's an awesome job. The reason they last such a short time is because they usually got muscles and they, they can do push-ups, but they're no good at marketing or customer service or business. And on top of that, getting up at 4.40 every day is not that attractive and getting home at night and working Saturdays and having a big gap in the day. But I was fortunate enough to work with a bunch of guys and I had great mentors. I moved into management and over the course of the next 20 years, I ended up owning and building and selling 10 health clubs and a, a couple of beauty salons along the way. And I also mentored a lot of other small business owners i really love small business i i think you know it's pretty hard to muck it up and um i just think it well i call it the illusion of freedom sometimes you think you're free because you don't have a boss but you're still doing seven days and waking up at 2 a.m making notes in your phone but i suppose what i've discovered mostly through my time as a health coach entrepreneur and business mentor is the lack of balance in people's lives and poor awareness regarding things that make them truly happy the never-ending stress people are under, limited time in an ongoing search for passion and meaning. On top of that, people seem to have minimal awareness regarding the requirements to build truly powerful interpersonal relationships. I suppose I learned the hard way, as I mentioned, how little I knew about many of these areas too. I saw, I mean, I've been in the box seat, I reckon, for 20 years to see people with loads of money who are miserable, people who are in great shape, who are lost. You know, I've seen people who have great health and jobs they don't like people who are struggling in relationships that they can't seem to light the flame in. So I like to work with people in a health and, I guess, life coaching capacity and help these people either lose weight or make more money. But on a deeper level, what most people want is to get more out of life. So the main thing I'm obsessed with, I guess, is helping people master and maximise the areas of health, relationships and, and living a life of, of passion and purpose. Um, an example of someone I work with is a guy called Matt. 
um, and I met Matt, no, it would have been 2002 now, but initially his, his weight, he was overweight, and that was the catalyst for him wanting to make change in his life. Um, ultimately, Matt did lose 50 kilos. He was an accountant, didn't like it, left accounting, entered the fitness industry because he was a role model. Um, as part of the weight loss process, he increased his confidence. He'd never had a girlfriend by his mid-20s. He met a girl, one of my sister's friends actually, asked her out on a date. They went on a date. You know, you're not, back in the day, you're not supposed to call them for two or three days to be cool, but he'd called her three times before midday the next day. Anyway, she didn't seem to mind. They're married now with three kids. He's moved on from his career. He's now a really amazing business coach and uh, because he's just that kind of guy. He's very caring and he's just been through a whole journey of his own. So whilst we don't work together in a professional capacity anymore, we're still really good mates. I like to think my approach is unique because personally I prioritise my own health. I'm really happily married with three kids and I understand the corporate world as well as the pressures of being a business owner and, and the pressures of life, life in general. I'm also not afraid to admit that I've I've made money along the way, lost money. I've had relationship challenges. I've learned a lot. And I, I, I really think I've discovered how you can pretty much have it all. So I do like to help both men and women who are struggling with one or more of the main areas in their life to achieve complete clarity and fulfilment by identifying what's most important to them. And then after that, we just make it happen. So I think if you don't have a life you're passionate about, if you don't have terrific health, high self-esteem and a deeply loving, intimate relationship, it's really hard to feel successful because the life out of balance cannot result in fulfilment. I suppose that at the end of it all, I believe that understanding your values, spending your time doing the things you love, and building your life around the things that light you up, and bringing your best self to a relationship creates an enormous sense of passion, happiness, and confidence. It can transform you into a person that you can be proud of. So this is the purpose of my work, and it's what I love helping people with. I guess you could say my life mission is inspiring people to flourish by providing them with the tools and the accountability to embrace their potential so that they can experience all the abundance, joy and beauty that the, this life has to offer and there's plenty of that out there. I'm really passionate about especially couples in their 30s and 40s with careers and kids because we're juggling these three balls, health, family, and work and everyone's dropping at least one ball. I met a lady last week, she dropped three balls. Travel agent, lost a job, husband left uh, 110 kilos. So it's like, she's in her early 50s feeling really lost. But um, yeah, the rule is you can't drop more than one. Ideally, you're not dropping any. Because some people, I mean, in 30s and 40s, you've got a mortgage trying to build some wealth, trying to, um, you know, raise kids through primary and high school. And then you, what are you trying to do, not get divorced, you know? When I talk about making a few mistakes, it was probably 2013, 14, where I had some marriage issues with my wife. And um, I'm not sure what to, the best way I can describe it is, you know, we met in 2002, we were sort of friends for a couple of years, dated 2004, everything was amazing. She was like my best friend, traveled the world, didn't have loads of money, but didn't have any debt, just heaps of freedom. Married 2008 and then uh, child, you know, 2012 and, and then 2014 again. And it's like, gosh, where'd my best friend go? Um, you know, she's just, doing your best being a mum. I, I was growing a few businesses and she, and we basically drifted apart. Um, so what happened there? Um, probably the, one of the things that saved our marriage is that book, The Five Love Languages. 
Lauren's a quality time person, but she was, I was giving her the words. So people like to share love in the way they like to receive it, but because she, she needed the time, but I wasn't giving her the time, I was giving her the words, it meant nothing, and she wanted to, to hang out with me. I don't need heaps of time. Um, I just need to hear every now and then that, you know, you're doing good. And, um, and she sort of, you know, had a great family, but they're not, not, a, not massive communicators, you know. Yeah, and then when we learned that about each other, it was, it was quite a revelation, as simple as it is. Part of our marriage stuff ended up going to this place in Pimble, and it has a funny name, it was a business called Embracing the Other Half, but it was a place where they specialise in helping couples where one of the um, people in the relationship suffers from um, autism. So I had to do all the tests, and I was like off the chart. It was good, so I can be very blunt, and, and, and I don't realise I'm being blunt or direct. Um, I just think it's communication. Some people, sometimes I think it's like my like Samson's hair. It's like my secret strength because um, some emotions I do like, you know, triple. I can watch a movie and be in tears. And other emotions I just I just don't do. Like, and I don't. I, I can do empathy, but sometimes it's just don't want to hear about the excuse. I just um, I know you can do it. Let's do it, and and that's it. So when someone yeah you know, knows that you care, it's 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 fun. Like my wife says that the. The blunter I am with people, the more they like me. <laughs> but, um, and, but I've done my fair share of apologising over the years for... Sorry I said that. <laughs> I think love's like... Uh, I call it tennis. Like the, I've always found it fascinating that the more love I give, the more I feel loved. And I couldn't figure out why that was. But I can just see now because it gets returned. It's like the law of reciprocity. Um, and ultimately, giving is receiving. I read a quote the other day, a meme. It said 90% of it. Your, your happiness will be determined by the person that you marry and I feel like I've chosen the right life partner and we've got three daughters and they're pretty awesome so that's a big achievement. No, no, I'm a big fan of uh, principles and philosophies not structured diet and I'm also a big fan of you know identifying common themes in people who have succeeded in what I or you or someone else wants to succeed at. Anthony Robbins calls it modeling you know it's like don't reinvent the wheel just find I know a lot of people who are slim and fit and they exercise a lot and don't eat much so just do that. Um, after 22 years of being a health coach and nutritionist, I really think it's about eating less and moving more. And these days we're eating a lot more than we need to calorie-wise. The food that's available to us is just unrecognisable compared to 100 years ago. We've had these bodies for 400,000 years genetically, but food has just changed so much. Like You can see why certain food protocols like paleo is popular because all you're left with is pretty much meat and fruit and berries <laughs> but um, anyone would do well with that but these days if you walk around a supermarket 99% of food's processed has a barcode anything that sits on a shelf for 6 months or 12 months and is still okay to eat can't be amazing so um, but what are we left with you know like the, the way that we live I grew up in as a kid in the 80s having sugar on corn, cocoa pops you know so probably the biggest food myths are Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It's, you know, that was John Kellogg in 1891. Or eggs are bad, they give you cholesterol. Started by the same people who wanted you to eat breakfast cereal. Um, you know, milk's great for your bones. It's not, it's terrible. It's, you know, uh, so we should eat five to six more meals a day. Started by the snack food companies. Ironically, after finishing high school and university, my first corporate job was at the head office of Franklin's. At the time, my boss and I were responsible for 1,500 products within a certain section of the store in 360 stores around the country. And it's big business. It's huge business, like huge. And it's all tied in together with the food pyramid and the pharmaceuticals and government and stuff like that. No one's talking about heart disease, cancer and suicide, you know. They've got millions and millions of dollars to spend a week on marketing, you know. Nutrigrain, it's not Iron Man food. And Iron Man doesn't eat Nutrigrain, you know. So uh, it's, it's terrible. No wonder kids aren't paying attention in primary school. They're going to 
going to school after 25 tablespoons of sugar. Like you look at a Yoplait yogurt that I give my two-year-old, it's got six teaspoons of sugar in it and the yogurt's like that big. Um, it's pretty crazy. Like I saw a graph of sugar consumption over the last 400 years and in 1700 we had an average of one kilo per sugar per year and then 1800 went to 10, 900, 40, 40 kilos per year. And as of 2009 in the USA, the average American was consuming 81 kilos per sugar per year. Like that's a kilo and a half of sugar a week and hence the type 2 diabetes, the obesity, the, the heart disease. The worst thing about heart disease is there's no symptoms. Like my uncle Neil last February that on his first day of annual leave, three months before retirement, went home, had dinner and had a heart attack. And a first day of annual leave, so they found him like a week and a half later, you know, and it, it wasn't good. But um, just heart failure, you know, you wouldn't know about unless you were proactive enough to go and have your heart fully checked, uh, which a lot of blokes don't do. How do I deal with disappointment? thought about that and I thought well you know disappointment and I broke it down I I thought well that implies something hasn't worked out the way that you wanted it to and then to me that implies that I tried something and I'd rather try and fail than not try at all so I think I'd rather be in the fight and lose than not be in the fight at all so if I try something and I learn how not to do it I'd call that a positive I'd call it a learning lesson you know like that Michael Jordan stuff where you know he's missed more shots than anyone or in baseball the batters that hit the most home runs have actually been struck out the most so I like the idea of hanging having a go and just being in there and swinging about how to bring out the best in people and you know I think you just got to believe in them a lot of my work you believe in the client more than the client believes in themselves and you can see things in them I mean whether it be them in a relationship or them in their career or you know over the years the amount of people that we've trained to lose weight and then they lose the weight and then we set a secondary goal which is often to do a half marathon and no one thinks they can do a half marathon but then they can run for a minute then they can run for two minutes then five minutes and next thing you know you just got to plod for two hours and you're, and you're there and it's quite an achievement they say they can't do it i make them do it and then we say there you go you did it um and then i say don't ever say you can't do it again so um i mean one of my favorite stories is from the rugby league coach Wayne Bennett where he'd won the six premierships with the Brisbane Broncos and he went to coach St George who were sort of perennial disappointments in his first year there they they did really well and just missed out at the end but in the second year they won the competition in an interview they said to Wayne Bennett what what do you do and it was like he didn't understand what he did he said he said I don't know what I do I just tell him I believe in him and that gave me goosebumps because when someone believes in you you run through a brick wall for them so I thought that was um, really cool. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people think that weight loss is the issue or their bad job or the bad relationship is the issue, but the real issue is the lack of confidence so, or the belief to do it. So that's what I think with the right tools and the support and the accountability that anything's possible. One of my core beliefs is that all the answers we need are out there. And, and what's more, you know, that means that the, the time's out there. We have the time, the resources, the tools, the money, the people. And, and, the, and the funny thing is that people are that we need are happy to help and we're always a, a bit scared to ask. Well, it reminds me of that little infographic of the comfort zone where in the comfort zone there's all the security and the, the comfort and the, the safety, but you know, and, and all the good stuff is outside the comfort zone, but yeah, I will, it takes me all the way back to the way we were brought up in school and just the way we're taught to think, but a lot more out there and we're capable of a lot more than, than, we, than we think. And, going back to disappointment, like you may as well just have a go because another thing I, I, I believe is that we're going to stuff up anyway. So, um, you know, everyone's trying to be safe and they're stuffing up, so we may as well stuff up doing something special. I wear headphones and I listen to binaural beats. Um, it's like, it's 
there's different types. There's meditation beat, there's focus beat. They they take your brain into a certain state, like alpha, theta, delta. And when I put this music on, I will work for six hours at my laptop, not get up to go to the bathroom. And um, I sleep with headphones on, I work with headphones on. Aside from that, there's times when you know you're going to get distracted and there's times you don't. I just, I'm pretty good at just focusing and locking myself in a room when I don't want to be distracted. So, okay, what about this for a concept? As a strong, driven goal setter, if I look back at the last decade, I reckon I've achieved about 40% of my goals, which is pretty low percentage for someone who sets a goal and will do anything to achieve it. On the flip side, a whole bunch of these amazing things that have happened, I didn't set a goal for. So you start to think, do I even set a goal? And the word I prefer is intention and I believe in divine timing. Uh, sometimes you can set a goal with a date. It doesn't happen. Does that mean, did I fail? What happened? Um, I think things will happen when they're supposed to happen. So I just don't stress about timing anymore. And uh, sometimes I think, you know, is the whole of life preordained anyway? Probably not. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like to get too disappointed. I try and live in the present, which I find hard. I do not live in the past. I live too much in the future. So um, in the past, like, I don't acknowledge the bad things that have happened. But I, on the flip side, I don't acknowledge the good things that have happened either. I had to write, you know, I'm really bad at writing a bio about myself and what have you achieved. They want. I have a program called Dream Life Design and you can build a perfect life by planning perfect days, 12-month annual calendar planning, which... Nobody does, and it's not that hard. Like, there's never a great time for a holiday. You just got to just make it happen. <laughs> you know, like I always say, remember the holiday went on five years ago? And I, I don't sit here now thinking, oh, shit, I shouldn't have gone to Hawaii five years ago. Like, I shouldn't have gone, I shouldn't have gone to the Central Coast for five nights. Like, well, you know, A, is it good for you? Like, for example, exercise, yes. B, can you do it? Yes. C, do you like it? Like, I can't make you like it, you know. But if you do enjoy it and it's a bit fun, that's pretty cool because nothing that you don't enjoy is that sustainable. The psychological model called stages of change, you know, there's like, contemplation like i'm thinking about it and there's action i'm ready to rock um, there's results and there's regression but before contemplation there's pre-contemplation like i'm thinking about thinking about it so you just got to be aware with someone is and they so i meet people and the thing that fascinates me is their level of willingness to change even when they've made a decision to do something so some people um, i sat down with a 107 kilo vegan lady that not that i was going to encourage her to not be vegan because that's not a battle you don't win especially if it's for humanitarian reasons but um she doesn't eat meat, but she eats a pack of Oreos a day and she just uh, said she doesn't believe in, you know, morning fasting. And um, But, yeah, and she's an intelligent, driven business owner and it's like, okay, where are the values? You're putting so much effort into your business and then there's the family and she's dropping that health ball. But, um, yeah, are they trying? If you don't lose weight in a week or two or three or four, are you just eating too many calories? Can you halve what you eat? Do you do I'm just writing a book in one of the chapters, which I may change the subject title to, is Standards. Do you have any and you know like just having like certain standards for yourself in, in in certain areas so what keeps me motivated on my goals i think with most people there's a point where anything worse than that point is unacceptable this point's got to be high some people's point for that is low some people say have low standard low standards and avoid disappointment but um i'd rather you know what <laughs> it's values and goals and what floats your boat it's just so different for everybody but i mean i can't have a day without exercise um, with business it's got to be pretty close to perfect and, um,
Hey, thanks for listening. I hope some of those messages resonated with you and I also hope you were able to find some of the inspiration that you may need to to do some of the things that you've been wanting to do for quite a while. If you do need help with any part of your health or your business or you just want to chat, please send me a message through my website which is inshapeinloveinspired.com. In Shape and Love Inspired is a lifestyle brand that helps to bring everything you have into balance. So if this is uh, the conversation you needed to hear, I really would love to hear from you. I'll be, um, I'll be back soon to share some more stories from my clients and, uh, and some other helpful tips. You can check out my other episode on Shire Pod, where we go deep about building your business so you can have the freedom to live the life you want. Until then, bye for now.